0: Look! Up in the sky! Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No! It... Wait. Okay. Uh. Hey, John, do you see this?
1: Yeah, I think it's a. I mean, I don't know exactly how this happened, but it looks like it's a goat. He's. with its tongue stuck to a firework.
0: He's. <laughs> I mean he's way up in the sky. Yeah, he's like a he's he,
1: like a mile up there.
0: Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, the firework went off. Oh god, he's oh, god. falling. Oh, god. oh my god. Oh my god. Oh no, no. Oh, oh this, god. Oh, this oh is no. Be gruesome. Fuck, he's still falling. Oh my god. Oh no, no. No. Oh god, I can't look. I can I've oh. got to look. I've got to look, but I can't look. Oh my god, he's still falling. Oh my he's, god. He's, he's
1: heading straight for that trampoline.
0: Oh no, 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 no. So, somebody help him. What do you do? What do you do when something's falling this long? He's still falling. Oh well, my god. Well, maybe the he's trampoline falling. will break his fall. Oh, maybe it'll oh, cushion
1: it up a little bit. But
0: he's been falling for too long. He's still falling. He's falling for so long. Oh god. Yeah. Uh,
1: Feels like it's like a like a hefty bag full of uh, pasta sauce is about to hit the floor. Uh,
0: oh my god. He is he is still falling.
1: He's I, still falling. Okay, I yeah, you know, I miscalculated his trajectory. He's yeah, actually, he's, he's actually heading for that like grill, <laughs> that outdoor grill. Oh
0: my god, he's still falling towards the grill. I, I mean, I
1: was wait. He's he's now he's going up again. What happened? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go back into my meeting. I uh, I got some I got some important papers that I got to deliver before three p.m. He's falling again. Yeah. <laughs> He's falling.
1: I'm just gonna go stand uh behind but facing a bench. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm <laughs> just gonna go stand over there in that location.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I in a game? Oh my god. Am I not real? Oh my god. I'm not real.
1: I went through the same thing a couple years ago. It's fine. You'll adapt.
0: I, I don't have a boobs or vagina. <laughs> I, I just have a flat dress.
1: I, I'll be honest, you don't even have skin under there.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> we lick cars, hop fences, and go fully limp. Just like fully limp. Like a hunk of goat meat in the road. Just limp as shit in 2014's indie hit Goat Simulator this week on How Did This Get Played?
1: Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and Walmart discount binniest video games <laughs> of all time. That third W was by Corn Dog Whisperer. Submit <laughs> yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm another W, Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell.
0: I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. So we have
1: a... A a, a legendarily weird game to discuss today. Uh, But before we get to that, it is first time, as we always do, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, let us know when to begin. Go for it.
0: All right. I can't. I don't know what episode we're in or where we are in the sequence of events, but I have started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have put in. Uh, an enormous amount of time uh, in my lunch breaks and and before seven a.m. You know, or eight a.m. in the morning, the, the only free time that I have in the day. Uh, and it's fantastic. People have, uh, like Gene Park, former former guest, ha- had said that it was fantastic. It's fantastic. I have not enjoyed any Assassin's Creed games until this one. Um, but I'm I've played for a while now. I'm like level eighty. And in most games, like level 80, after you've played for a while, you're like nearing the top of the leveling process. And there are enemies in this game where the recommended level to attack them are 290.
2: (laughs) And like, typically,
0: that's not a place that you arrive at when you're leveling up your character. I guess the top level in the game is somewhere around 405 or 406. That's insane. Uh, the game is massive. It's a lot of fun. Um, also, they just pushed back up. the analog pocket until October. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> staggering how much content they put in these modern Assassin's Creeds. It's like they want they want to give you like a two hundred hour experience if you do everything. Which I guess is good, but also, like, people got shit to do. (laughs) Do you, Nick? (laughs) Um,
0: Hey, let's introduce our guest.
1: (laughs) Our guest is a singer, composer, and voice actor whose credits include Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell, and Tower of God. Raj Ramaya is here. Hi, Raj.
3: Hi, Raj. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me today.
1: Oh my God. Thanks for making time for us. It's awesome to have you. I, Raj, I want to start here because I I know you have a lot of experience working in anime, but Mm. I'm curious about you as a, as a gamer. uh, Are you, are you someone who plays video games regularly?
3: Uh, fairly regularly. I play a lot, you know, basically on my phone, mobile games most of the time. Mm. And I'm, I'm actually always working on mobile games here and there too. So, oh wow, so, so I try to play some of the mobile games I'm actually working on, uh, to get a good feel <laughs> for them. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. You know, I get, I can compare myself to other people out there by playing those mobile games. I'm like, damn, that, that composer's so good. I got to get there, you know? <laughs> <Other> things, <so. laughs>
1: Well, so your processor when you're composing for a game is mm. you're actually like you're, you're you're putting some time in actually playing it.
3: Yeah, well I mean I try to play similar games so I get a okay. feel a feel for like what kind like if it's a tower defense game, then I'm just gonna play a bunch of tower defense games and figure out like what they do and try to be a little bit different if I can, but you know, tower defense games are all the same anyway, right? So it's just right. like it's really hard to sort of like, wow, how do I how do I do dungeon or do forest a slightly differently than everybody else, right? So
1: um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, like, it's kind of those, I, I totally get what you're saying. There's kind of an expectation if you're in a yeah. certain environment that like what you're going to hear from a sound design perspective and a music perspective, it's just kind of been established through, through a bunch of different games. So it, it, in addition to, uh, in addition to composing, I mentioned that you are a voice actor and you have worked, I was looking at your credits, um, uh, if if these are all correct, you've worked on some some notably odd and memorable games, including <laughs> yeah. Shenmue Two, yeah, <laughs> uh, Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion yeah. <laughs> was the Xbox game that had the gigantic controller that cost like ninety dollars, right? And then and also a uh, Resident Evil Dead Aim, which was the uh, the the uh, the shooter game, one of the shooter games uh, that came out of that actually like used a light gun for the Resident Evil franchise.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, I lived in Japan for, I don't know if you know, but I lived in Japan for half my life. And so wow. I, got, I got involved in the whole music for games and anime and voiceover for games and anime in Tokyo. uh, So it just be my agent would just call me up. There's no auditions and they actually don't give you much information. You just kind of show up and do whatever they tell you to do for these games. So uh, uh, and there have been so many wacky, weird games that we've done and they've disappeared. I don't even know where they are right now and whether they were even released and stuff like that. So it's like, wow, it's been some weird games, a lot of weird uh, games for Sega that never actually saw the light of day. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's been kind of, it's been really fun doing the composing and the voice acting's actually been a ton of fun cause I get to see both sides of, of what's going on and I get, yeah.
1: I, I'm curious cause I've heard this and I, I've never done voice acting for, for games. I'm actually not sure if Heather has, I know you've, uh, you've done I game have. ads. You have I done, have, you have, I, have oh, yeah. voice acting a game.
0: I did, I did voice act a video game, uh, back in like 2010 or something. Oh, okay. Uh, but only one. That's the only one I've done. So the thing I've
1: heard from actors is that the process can be exhausting because, like, first off, like, like what you said, Raj, is, like, you may not have a ton of context for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But then also, in addition to just having, uh, like, immense volumes of dialogue you have to deliver, there's also a bunch of, like, you know, just – I, I mean, depending on the game, but, like, you might have grunts and groans you have to deliver, like, a hundred different ways.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tons of grunts and groaning and screaming. And then the Japanese have their own idea of screaming, which is different from the American idea of screaming to them. It's, it's like you've, been, you've plunged a knife into your gut and you're committing suicide kind of scream. <laughs> oh, oh wow. wow. It's like a lot of gurgling blood coming out and stuff like that. So it's like, <laughs> oh, <man." laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff all the time you know the seppuku the seppuku, the japanese seppuku thing so they right you know, it's actually really different from uh, american games cuz i just did some a new american uh, game uh, called blaze sky and I, I only get casted two different characters. I'm either a, a southern white gentleman or an Indian doctor. Those are only two things that I ever get. <laughs> right? And if, if you look, you'll see that I'm not even kidding. You just go see. I'm like a southern. I'm a white guy from the south, or I'm an Indian doctor on every single thing that I've done. So, wow.
0: Um, I I, I have a question, which is you. So, I I'm a huge anime nerd. Okay. Uh, so I have like a a a mild bit of um starstruckness currently mm. w- with you on the show oh, and wow. uh, so you 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 worked with uh, Yoko Kano on Cowboy Bebop right yeah and i i can't figure out from the internet did you sing the real folk blues
3: yeah, I'm actually singing uh, on I'm actually singing on Ask DNA, and then I, I did a, a a re redo of the Real Folk Blues, which came out uh, in the summer, and it was weird because we did it as wow. a cha- charity for COVID, and it hit number six on Billboard, and we didn't even know we were all just growing beards, growing beards in the studio, and <laughs> we did we did a whole you know COVID release thing, um, uh, just for charity to raise money for Doctors Without Borders. So we redid some Cowboy Bebop songs that I'd worked on twenty years ago. And, it's incredible. It uh,
0: is moved. so fucking cool. This is so
3: incredible. <laughs> I know it, insane. it's insane. it sold 60,000 copies of the vinyl and it hit number 6 on Billboard and no one told us. We found out like about <laughs> about, a, about a month later someone said, "Oh yeah, you know your song was up there on Billboard." I was like, "What? No one even called me? No one said anything." It was just, you know, bizarre. But it it just surprised me how many fans were still into cowboy bebop all these years later. You know, it's I, 20. Yeah.
0: I bought a bootleg seat because this was Mm. when Cowboy Bebop came out, there was no way to get an anime soundtrack in the United States unless you drove to like a little Tokyo in a big city Mm -hmm. or you bought a bootleg like, or or managed to like download it from Napster. But I don't even think Napster (laughs) was around in like 99, 98. Uh, (laughs) I had a bootleg copy of the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack and me and my friends at the time, I had like two friends who watched Cowboy Bebop and we would sing the real folk blues in the car. And it was I, I, like I, this is the guys. know I don't get starstruck about anything. Like, yes. I don't care about anything. Yeah. I have no insides. Hmm. We had Ed Norton
1: on here and nothing.
0: <laughs> this is just so fucking cool, man. Um, of the of the anime that you've worked on, what has been your favorite project like what what what's been or or not even favorite what what's Mm. one of the most memorable ones for you
3: um, I think one, one called Wolf's Rain. Uh, that, and it, yeah, there's so there's a song on Wolf's Rain called "Strangers" that I sing as well, and everybody thinks I'm a chick, right? They hear the song, they go, "That chick's got a great voice," you know. And so it's been. I was like, "Wow!" It's like it, it but it's lasted for so long, and I, it's wow. a very high. It's a very high pitched song, so um, they think I'm a Japanese young Japanese girl when I <laughs> sing it. So, but I still find that flattering, you know. So it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a husky young Japanese girl right so, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. so that, that's been one of my favorite and that's again Yoko Kano too uh, so I work with Yoko on lots of different projects uh, I think there's only been about three or four that have been released internationally and a lot of them have been domestic projects that I worked on with her. And but I think the the most one of those memorials is um, Wolf's Rain, and of course Cowboy Bebop, because we we toured after the album came out. It was such a huge success that none of us really understood what was going on. It was just like wow, Anime's kind of found its place. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. With Americans, especially, this is interesting because in Japan it wasn't that big. Uh, it was outside of Japan where it was really it really took off and. Uh, we didn't realize that for a while either until we we started seeing the sales reports and we're like, wow, this is this is really selling and and people are into it and it's it really I think connected with Americans more than anything else. anybody else?
1: It was definitely the first I think entire series anime series I bought on DVD okay. and that was and it was also I think like and you know I'm not I'm I'm much less hardcore into anime than, than Heather, um, but I but you know like it it's definitely like I like for. An American audience, it's a, it's a just a great entry point. Like if I had like a friend who was like not into didn't know anything about anime, like they could just get into it because it's just like a good show. And Netflix
0: uh, is remaking it as a live action show. So right. like right. it's still it also has some longevity that probably wasn't expected at the time. It's just it's fucking great. Cowboy Bebop's awesome.
3: Yeah, thanks. I mean, it, it just keeps on going. It's just weird. I thought it would die a long time ago, but it just keeps on going. They,
0: it's,
3: it's like that Walking Dead show, right? It's just like they keep coming back, and yeah. You know, like,
1: <laughs> um, so, as, a, as a, outside of your your own work, it, mm-hmm. uh, Raj, are there any video game composers or scores from particular games that you that you admire uh, that you're like, like, oh, this is uh, this they they fucking nailed this one.
3: Um, you know, I, I work with a lot of other composers. One of my favorite composers' his name is Will Roger, and he's done the Mortal, new Mortal Kombat score and uh oh, he's awesome. just he's just an amazing amazing composer um so i get a chance to meet other composers and talk with them and work with them once in a while um wills definitely one of my top favorite top favorite composers and uh Yasunori nishiki he just uh, did the new final fantasy game uh the soundtrack for that too and then another young composer from um from england that i worked with uh, called kevin Penkin. Uh, who did Tower of God, and then a really a quirky underground anime we did uh, about four years ago that took off called Maiden Abyss, and mm. and it was just like this weird underground anime that was really quite low budget, but it really took off and it's been it's it's actually made his whole career. It's really it's really wow. established him. Uh, check it out if you had a chance to Maiden Abyss. I think the soundtrack is killer, and cool. uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, I don't know it's just. One of those really heartfelt animes that people cry when they see it, and and, uh, and it's a, it's just touched the nerve with a lot of young people, and it's been it's been great so far for that. So that's yeah, definitely Kevin Pink and uh, Will Roger and Yasunori Nishiki. Those three people are Octopath Traveler. Do you guys know Octopath Traveler? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a composer now on Game Pass. Right, yeah. So we we worked with him on a track. I'm not supposed to say what game it is yet. It just uh, hasn't come out yet. But uh, he's famous for Octopath Traveler, and he's taken over from Nobuo Wematsu from Final the Final Fantasy franchise. And he's mm. the new he's a new Nobuo Weimatsu kind of deal. And uh, he's younger. <laughs> Wow! So he's like he's gonna keep going for another another twenty right. years. He's got twenty more years in him. So uh, he's up and coming. So yeah, there've been some great composers, and I work with so many people that have been influenced by Japanese composers, and I think we're all kind of in that in that mm-hmm. Japanese game and anime world where we've been we've been influenced mm-hmm. by that, and it's sort of it's got, it's kind of gone back and forth. It's like I always tell people that the Japanese grab their ideas from other places, make them better, then sell them back to us. You know. Like, <laughs> like cars and you know everything else and i had an argument with one guy that curry actually came from japan i said no 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 <laughs> uh, I'm, uh,
2: I'm,
3: no, no you're not you're not sliding that one by me you know? <laughs> not, not me of all people right so.
1: <laughs> what about I, i'm curious about the the other side of it from a music standpoint which mm-hmm. is the which is music-based video games like like right. rhythm games uh, uh do you play those do you are there any in particular you've responded to did you ever like as someone who's an actual musician did you ever mess around with like rock band
3: no but uh you know i was i worked on beat mania and rhythm mania if you don't know, you know those oh, wow, okay. years, yeah, y- yes, years ago yeah so you can hear me singing in, on some tracks on the the beat mania uh, some cheesy '90s uh, <laughs> house music. <laughs> That's awesome! Wow. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I love all that stuff for sure. It's um, I just you know, it's so weird because I'm so busy working on the games that I don't have a chance to play them. So uh, yeah, you know, it's like, a, I I'm always seeing these great games and I'm going like, geez, I wish I had an extra hour to play this thing. You know? So <laughs> I have to you know make time.
1: I, I, I've, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but yeah, I used to work in development. I was a designer. Um, I, my credits were uh, dog shit compared to yours, Uh, but (laughs) I, uh, but but it was a similar sort of thing. I was just like, when I had a, when you have a PlayStation controller on your desk and a dev kit, it was like, like that was occupying so much of my time. And then also just like mentally, it was like, it was not an escape to play video games. So I had, I have, I have something of a little bit of a gap in uh, in my my gaming knowledge that just kind of spans the years I was actually working in the industry
3: it 's an intense industry i mean i 'm yeah. not sure if the rest of you worked in the gaming industry people like I remember at capcom in in Tokyo they would literally be sleeping under their desks. Uh, I yeah. I remember wow. coming. I remember coming in the morning and just seeing like people on like futons sleeping underneath their desks, the developers, and uh, you know for them it's just hardcore, like that real Japanese, like we guys where they just they just work and work. They almost work themselves to death, you know, to make sure that it's the best that it can be possibly be. And it's just that sense of commitment to things, and they you know that they, they just live and breathe these games. You know, it's it's incredible. It's incredible how committed they are to the whole thing. So I I get it. Like all these developers that I know, they, they, you either commit to it and they make it your life's work, or you can't dabble in it, really, yes. right?
1: Yeah. So. You commit to it and make it your life's work, or you bail on it completely and later start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, let's uh let's uh, let's talk about this week's game, mm-hmm. Goat Simulator. Right. All
0: right. Well, Goat Simulator is a third-person uh, look. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I tried to tell my mom what Goat Simulator was because I was trying to figure out how to describe Goat Simulator to people who hadn't played or heard of Goat Simulator. It is a third goat action game because you're not playing a person. You're, you're a
3: right. goat. Third goat, yeah. <laughs>
0: but the game is not, you don't, there's, there's not like a point to the game. It is, it is a world where you are an interactive element in the shape of a goat and <laughs> the goal is to do mischief or wreak havoc. It is not a yes. puzzle game like, um, Goose Game, like Untitled Goose Game. It is not a uh, game with successive uh, uh, multiplying goals like Katamari Damacy, which also takes place in just like this large open playground. This is a game where you are effectively playing a design element in a game. And that is the game. Uh, it came out in uh, 2014 for Microsoft Windows and was ported to Linux and OS X, uh, then Android, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and most recently to the Nintendo Switch in 2019. Uh, it started as a joke prototype from an internal one month game jam. Uh, held by the developer Coffee Stain Studios, and when the footage from that game jam was released to the internet, people were like, "Oh, you should actually bring out the game," and thus Goat Simulator happened. Um, I, what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I,
1: I like you're, you. You characterized it well because it is just basically like a like a sandbox physics demo. Like there is there's scoring, there are achievements. But there's none of the structural elements that make it feel like a game that like, you know, Katamari has a timer and you have to get to a certain size within this, this uh, time frame in order to progress to the next mission. There's nothing like that. It's just like, here's this world, run around and cause uh, problems. Same thing with Untitled Goose Game, which you compared it to, that has like, you know, discrete objectives, like like knock, just execute this checklist and then you can get to the next area. There's nothing like that. There's no real objectives here except to just mess around. I, it, it, I've seen comparisons to Tony Hawk, but even Tony Hawk's Pro Skater has, which it has, a, the trick system seems kind of like, you know, take very much taken from uh, at least how the tricks are scored and multiplied. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like that's taken from, from Tony, from the Tony Hawk franchise. But it But again, Tony Hawk, you have like a, a point threshold you're trying to hit within a time frame in order to progress. Yeah. There's no, there's just nothing like that. None of those elements are present
0: with the goat. You can jump, you can run, you can hit things, and you can lick objects. And when you lick it, it's like a Yoshi action where you get yes. you get tethered to the object. So if you lick a human, you can drag them behind you in ragdoll physics, uh, and I don't know, throw them at something. Um, I, but but describing that makes it sound like you have control over what you're doing, and it is <laughs> more like. a a a a a barely controlled falling down a hill like that's the experience of this game it's not (laughs) you can't really do any of the things that you're attempting to do you just sort of like try them like one of the early goals in one of the levels is jump from one trampoline to another and it's like okay well you jump from one trampoline to another that is that is like the the bet like that's like, the the level of achievement, it's like, can you jump? Is, like, the question <laughs> that the game is asking you.
1: Right. Well, it, yeah. it's, it's got, so it's got things like that. It's like, okay, this is, this particular task, this specific task is, like, intensely difficult. But then there's also things where it's just, like, because of how the score system works, you can, acute you can like uh, accumulate huge number of points just by basically like fumbling around and just button mashing like you can you can pull off gigantic combos if you're just around the right uh, you know certain set of objects and you're just fumbling as much as uh, as you can but i'm i'm the, the game feels like a really committed bit i guess which i guess it kind of yeah. is yeah. It, it's, 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 and you know, Surgeon Simulator, another similar simulator game is, is kind of close to what this game is. But, but Raj, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Had you messed around with Goat Simulator prior to this?
3: No, and I'm really, really relieved that you guys told me there's no point to the game because because I, well, I, I was I was starting to wonder about myself. I was like, what the heck is going on right? here? Like, you know, <laughs> I thought you know I thought there was a trick to it, and obviously, clearly, there is no trick to the game. It doesn't do anything, right? So, and the you know the tethering was pretty cool. That was really interesting too. Like, so no, no, I'd never tried it previous to this. I, I've actually never seen anything quite like it because you don't really do anything, right? You don't really right. go anywhere, so.
0: Yeah, and yet 2.5 million copies were sold by 2015. Like wow. this is a hit. Like this yeah, game huge. is like not it's not a a small indie game where like 500 thousand people bought bought it and were like oh this is fun this is a this is a hit. It was wow. covered extensively on YouTube, um, and and that and and that's how it became famous. Is people were like wow I got hit by a car as the goat and thrown into the clouds. Uh, and, and duplicating that would be impossible. And that's the point of the game is like to create these memetic moments and, and show them to a, uh, I don't know, friends who are over or your online streaming community.
1: I, I do feel like to, 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 follow up on your point, Heather, I do feel like this, yeah, this game got its legs through streaming because I kind of, as I was playing this, and And we should mention I meant to mention this earlier for anyone who's listening to the podcast and wants to mess around with it 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 is right now available on game Pass so like mm-hmm. uh if you have game pass you can you can check it out there because you might play it for a half hour and be like all right i'm I get this i i'm I'm done with this. It definitely feels like a game that's more fun to watch someone else play than to play yourself like i I didn't find the gameplay. I I guess if you were if you were someone who like really fanatically wants to get to the top of the leaderboards, this might work for you. But like, I'm not that type of gamer. And uh, and and so I just kind of kind of got bored with it quicker than I expected. I don't know. Raj, what did you what did you think as far as the actual gameplay?
3: Yeah, I mean, again, I just didn't know what I was supposed to be doing, so <laughs> I was just like, you know, just I was just I just enjoyed seeing the goat, you know, break its neck every time it hit something, and that was kind yes. of fun, and then I just did that several times, and and uh, yeah, it, I don't know, I just was totally confused. I was really thinking like, damn, is there something? Am I supposed to go somewhere? And and then that, you know, the that that baseball shooter thing came onto the back of the goat. You know, that thing where it starts shooting yes. baseballs, and I didn't know where that came from either, so I was totally confused by, after about 10, 15 minutes, but, but it was cool, it was interesting, and, but I'm just wondering, what was the selling point of the game, what, what triggered people to, to buy it, and it's such large numbers, what, what was it that sold that game?
1: I personally think uh, uh, the title does a ton of the work. I think just a game (laughs) called goat simulator is like perfectly internet random for people who are, are into that sort of thing. And, and yeah, like Heather was saying, I think this is a, this, uh, you know, probably they probably, you can probably see a direct line to when people were streaming it and, and to when sales increased because, uh, yeah, you, you see someone else playing this and maybe you want to mess around with it yourself. Uh, I, I, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the big thing is like, is the it like, like I said, it's kind of like a really committed bit. Is it like earned really? That's what I, what mm-hmm. it was kind of thinking of just like, it like, I don't know. I mean, I, cause I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm shit talking an indie developer who like created like some Swedish students who made something that was a, a gigantic hit that a lot of people enjoy. Uh, so I, so I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to be too negative here, but just like as far as something to play, it, it feels like it's, it's, It's kind of clunky and busted by design, but then again, if that's what they were trying to do, like I don't, I, I, I don't, you know what? I don't know how to criticize this. I don't know, I don't know (laughs) what to say about this game. It's such a weird experience. Yeah.
0: Well, did you experience? So for me, I was like, is the is this is this enjoyable to do? And there was one moment of joy that I experienced while playing around with this game, which is that I ran the goat into, I I fought other goats and my goat became muscular. Yes. (laughs) And then I (laughs) ran him into a tractor and the physics caught the goat in such a way that he was shot way up in the air so that the map became like a pinpoint on the screen and then like all these points are racking up and it's like saying you know like awesome hang time and like goat goat somersaults and it was like a full 30 seconds of falling uh where and and you can toggle whether or not to engage ragdoll physics like it was i was like that part that moment was fun and i feel like that's the the joy of the game is sort of creating your own video game given the tool set and then looking for something fun to do given that you can do anything in the world. Like, can you get the goat onto the Ferris wheel? And if you do it wrong, does the goat end up getting shot across the map?
1: Yeah, I was trying. there's a helicopter and I was trying to do something with a helicopter. I couldn't figure out how to interact with a helicopter. There's like things like that. But then like the fireworks similarly like you you can get uh, a t- hitch to a firework and uh, go go super f- super high in the air. Um it's I, I had a moment playing this game. Where so you can headbutt things and you can lick things and you know you'll get achievements for for licking objects, headbutting objects, um, and the same thing with uh, with people and and creatures. Uh, but I headbutted a woman uh, who was just minding her own business. Uh, but hey, I was I was trying to commit to the game. Uh, but I headbutted a woman, and then the sound clip that played is she immediately started crying, oh, no. and it was so dark. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just brutalize this poor
2: woman
3: they should let you eat the goat at the end of the game like, <laughs> got, like, like
1: they,
3: they, bar, they barbecue there's a barbecue pit shows up and they just barbecue the goat at the end of the
1: <laughs> well so they did have it there is a ton of dlc that's been released for this um i i know there's the uh, there's the mmo which i think is included in the main package um and then there's a bunch of other ones there's like a there's like a daisy tie-in um So this thing is this thing really has had legs beyond its initial release. Like they've kept pumping out DLC and people keep buying it.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a success story. Uh, And what when I was again, when I was like prepping for this episode and I called my mom and I was like, I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate how this game is. And I want to know if what I'm saying to you makes any sense. Her follow up question to me was, is it a game for babies (laughs) like, <laughs> and I was like no and she's like who is the intended audience for this game you just run around as a goat and you like hit things and I was like "Yeah." I think adults and gamers are the intended audience and she's like okay I don't get that from what you're describing it sounds like mm. like a baby's iPad game and I was like no no okay no she was getting mad at you <laughs> my mom is perpetually mad at me <laughs> no she she's frustrated anytime i take her i ask her to leave um what what's that fucking game that we all stardew? got addicted to stardew like yeah. anytime oh yes. I call, she's like she's like what and i'm like uh <laughs> I I have a question, and she's like, "Oh, hold on, I've got to pause or what?" (laughs) No, I'm kidding. She's not
2: like that. I texted you guys earlier, and I don't want to tip my hat for the review crew later. But what I'm trying to find exactly what I said um, because I I had a strong reaction to it earlier this afternoon. You said it made you
0: feel sick. It made me sick.
2: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And, And so, and I was just I don't know because. I, I I can play games that don't have a point or like that don't necessarily hold right. your hand, uh in 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 the you know in the instructing you how to play. But this was just like, I just I hadn't experienced anything like it before at least, at least in a long time. And you know because you read Goat Simulator, I know that there are other simu- simulator games like Farm or Truck or whatever. Uh, so I was thinking <laughs> that it would be a little more literal. You know, that there'd be like you do actual <laughs> mm-hmm. goat stuff or at the very least it would be, you know, I know we brought up Untitled Goose Game ag- earlier, but and I didn't even like that game that much. Um, but like that you would it, that you would be playing a goat in a way that you would think a goat behaves at the very least. Because right. like, at least the goose, the goose is comically evil and you can sort of like in your mind be like, yeah, the goose would be like that. But this mm-hmm. goat, or, you know, the goat that you're playing, I've never seen a goat behave this way at all. And I would be horrified if I saw a goat do any <laughs> of the things that a goat did in this game.
1: Well, yeah this this goat can is basically ruining a city. Yeah, and sh- and, the, <laughs> and everyone is helpless to do anything about it, shattering storefronts and uh, licking all the furniture. Um, I it, it's yeah, it's it's it, the 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 you know it, it, there's kind of two categories. I feel like with the simulator games, there there are the ones where it's like they're trying really hard to simulate what it's like to be the, you know, be the engineer of a, of a train in Europe. Mm -hmm. Like this is like, they're trying to accurately represent this as much as possible. And then there's all the meme simulator games, which like surgeon simulator is, is is another one we mentioned and covered on the show. Uh, And this one falls in this category. I knew it's nature going in. I just didn't, I just assumed there was a little bit more, like I knew it's meme quality. I just assumed there was a little bit more of a core of, you know, core gameplay, but it really is just kind of a sandbox. And I'm repeating myself because what, I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> there's to yeah. say, I mean, it, it, there's, there's, there's just not a ton to this.
0: One of the, one of the things, one of the interesting criticisms I saw leveled against or c- celebrating goat simulator uh, was that the game along with I am bread and uh surgeon simulator are called YouTube bait games. Mm. Mm. and that they are games specifically designed to create some kind of, like, visual element that is interesting to look at when broadcast, but not particularly interesting to play. I think that's a really—I mean, I, I'm I'm not, like, going to teach a fucking game course here at, 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 <laughs> at College of Us, but, like, it's—I I think that's a really— it's an interesting model of game design is like, sure. What if you made something so weird that people played it on YouTube and then to play it on YouTube generated views for the player? Therefore, other people wanted to play it so that they could get the views like it's a almost like a secondary. It's emergent economy. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's interesting that we saw, like, you know, with Among Us, which we also covered on the show, that was, like, inadvertent. Like, they weren't trying to be a meme. And, in fact, that game, like, didn't even have any it, – it, it's real commercial success until several years after its release when people mm-hmm. started streaming it. Uh, I, I, it. It's Yeah, you're right. It, it, it absolutely does feel like it's just kind of – created for that purpose and it succeeded uh raja i'm curious as someone who works on the audio side of things did you have any uh, any takes on the sound design or the sound in general on goat simulator
3: well, first I want to say, I thought that the game was called Goat Stimulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> I just looked it up and I was like, oh, wow, it's, okay, sorry, all right.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I So I misinterpreted the whole thing from the beginning, right? I thought I was <laughs> so,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, um I thought the audio was kind of weird at, at times too because the 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 cries the, the some of the, the the um the voiceover seemed like oddly sort of like you know like flat, like not really expressive, which was it was it actually stood out because of that. Like some of it right. was like, you know, ha ha ha, right? There's no like inflection. I was like, "Wow, that's kind of weird and interesting." And I don't know if they did that on purpose, but some of it just seemed um I don't know. It 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 just seemed like they they didn't want to put any emotion into some of the voiceover, the laughing and the crying and things like that. It seemed very generic, but I and I don't I don't really know why. But I guess there was must have been some kind of reason for doing things like that.
1: I agree. It seemed like an artistic choice. I I think it was to me. I think it was just maybe to be random. Um, like it yeah. was just like sort of you know to make it kind of feel inhuman and weird. I guess you could say if you if you it, you know more charitable interpretation would be like that would that is what a goat would perceive human language to uh, an emotion to be like you know but I, I don't know it's it's weird it's i i also do wonder like because this I, it's i don't know i mean there were parts of it that made me laugh and i think there are parts that are like like joyous and funny so i i do get the appeal from that side of things though i do wonder if this is like the swedish developers like No, this game is very serious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a Swedish accent for you there. Yes, it is. That was your home. That is the Swedish Swedish?
1: accent I displayed for a professional voice actor who is guesting on the show. (laughs) Um, I I mean, honestly, I I feel like we're a little early in the runtime for this, but I kind of feel like we should just get to our final thoughts on this. Yeah, Heather, I, I think it's time for our review review crew
0: do you want me to like drag it out like i could just like go review (laughs) does that help nick
1: that was great that bought us eight seconds (laughs) (laughs) uh so we'll say something positive about goat simulator not stimulator and uh, <laughs> and and uh, give it a numerical decibel rating. I mean, I, I, I guess I like like the you know, the the names of uh, a, as you're going through and you're doing a bunch of different like combos, you're doing a bunch of moves, you're stringing them together. Um, I, I guess I kind of like some of the names of those when it's like, you know, you, you've strung together like a bench lick with like a a you know um, a miles headbutt, like the characters will have like names in the game uh, that you interact with. So I think that's kind of fun, and 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 I do think this. I, th- I think I don't know. It's I think it's cool that this exists, and and God bless these indie developers for being able to uh, have a breakthrough hit that they just made on their own. It's it's so tough to even just get anything made. So then for to have people play it and enjoy it, I mean that's the dream. So. I, I think I'm just going to go right down the middle of this because I think it's not for me, but I'm glad that it
0: exists. So I'm going to give it a 5.0. Uh, Heather? Man, you stole my score right out from under me. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about whether or not... Look, this isn't... I didn't... There were so few moments of actual enjoyment while playing the game, but when they would hit, I was like, that was fun. Yes, but, but it's it's a little bit like, I don't know, I, I wish that there was some I wish there was more control in the game. I wish that it was a, 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 the same sort of like insane world, but you had some move set or some, like if I could play Kratos in a physics engine where he could like jump off of shit and bounce off things, but also interact with objects with that same sort of crispiness, then I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. But I mean, like how do you complain about a game that's like, does exactly what it's supposed to do, which is just like, here's a wet beanbag, uh, throw it all over the place. And (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah, I'm going to give it a five. Um, it's not bad. It's huge. There's so much yes. content. Um and so many weird like weird things to do like become a queen of a goat castle or knock down Stonehenge. There's like weird shit to do. Um I don't know. It's a 5. It's a 5 for me. Matt, what do you got?
2: So yeah, I mean, I I said that it made me sick cuz I did get a little nauseous playing it because of I just how the goat controls. I wished it was a little smoother. Um, it's not and I, you know, it wasn't completely unfun because I think part of what makes games like this fun is, um, like make giving yourself a task, you know? Hmm. So I'm walking around as the goat and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I see that there's a big water slide and I was like, okay, well I can get up there. And this is my positive thing. I got up to the top of that water slide and I ragdolled all all the way down the water slide and I thought I would land right in the pool. I did not. I completely missed the pool and like went like three houses over like the pool. (laughs) So it was very, very funny that that was even possible. Right. Um, But it's not a game that like I would, I'm not going to, Like I don't know. I, I don't see myself going back and dipping into the DLC. You know, I'm not, I'm not, too concerned about what the zombie goat can do or any of the other. Uh, I did see that you can get different skins. So like, you don't have to be a a goat. You can be like a dinosaur or an elephant or like all sorts of other things. And that was kind of more interesting to me too. But uh not probably not gonna dip into that so i'll give it a right down the middle five as well fives all around so far i
1: i should have i should have messed around with the mmo mode because i did hear the m i heard did hear that was like pretty fun and a pretty good satire of mmo uh mm-hmm. tropes and conventions um uh but yeah i, I think to, to your point matt it, this is maybe it's, it's like a good game pass game i think yeah i think if you have game pass and try it out but uh you know and mess around with it, because who knows how, how fucking, uh, how how much legs it will have for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Raj, uh, your positive thing about Goat Simulator and uh, your score.
3: Well, if they'd called it Goat Stimulator, <laughs> I would have I gone for like a 7.5, but since, um, <laughs> since they went with the more boring sort of title, I'm going to give it a, a 5 as well. So, and wow. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you guys. It's just... It's just, I wouldn't pay for it, but it's kind of fun to check it out. Mm.
1: Well, there you go. Fives all around for Goat Simulator. But Heather, maybe we're
0: wrong. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews from all over the internet that uh, give us a contrary opinion. So if we said it was good, then it would be a bad review. And if it was a bad review, then it might be a we gave. If we gave a bad review, it would be a good review. But since we went right down the middle here, I think yeah, that is- any kind of review is up for grabs. It's okay, just good. maybe we were wrong. And I've got a review here from uh oh man from Metacritic, I think, um, from April 2nd, 2014 by Zion Sype. Uh It's a neat idea, not fixing bugs and making a joke game like this. My problem is that it's ten fucking dollars. Ten dollars? Really? For a joke game? That's like paying ten dollars for a one-time hand buzzer and shaking your own hand. If it were free, that sure, that makes sense. Why not make a joke game and have a ton of people buy it for free? The thing about this is, it's entertaining for about 20 minutes and you've done everything and it's just an other untouched icon on your desktop. What's worse is that just every YouTube video has, or you YouTube has made a video of this and playing it doesn't give you any more satisfaction than watching the video does. No replay value, no excitement to play, no storyline. This game is just a joke. No thanks.
1: Wow. Uh, make some good points, make some fair points. I got one from Summer Cannon. This is on Amazon. This is a one star review entitled, This Game Has Strong Satanic Propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> here here is the text. I should have done further research into a seemingly innocently named game. Let me just sum up this game as open devil worship. You have to collect 5 humans on a pentagram to sacrifice them to obtain a devil skin for the goat. I'm shocked this game exists and I'd rather destroy it than let someone else have access to it. Now I was naturally suspicious that this may have been a troll. But if it's a troll, it is a very committed one because I looked at this user's Amazon account and they have reviewed a rash of other products. Just a very neutral, serious, straight ahead review of like light bulbs and a bike <laughs> basket and trail mix. I think this is legitimately an ev- evangelical mom who is horrified by the, what she called the this game's satanic content. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. I, I, I was amazed. Wow.
0: Um, i've got another uh, negative review here with a zero a zero um, this is from march 21 2018 on Metacritic and uh, it says playing goat simulator is like watching a washed up comedian laugh at their own jokes <laughs> and to that I say it's like being on the podcast ain't that right baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got a segment segment it's it's time for the first <laughs> thank you Heather. <laughs> it's time for the first and probably only edition of goat goat that's goat g-o-a-t here's how this will work i will name a video game and raj heather and matt you can buzz in with a goat noise of your choice okay. and all you have to do is answer yes if it has a goat Or no, if the game has no goat, and the winner (laughs) will be crowned goat, greatest of all time, or G-O-A-T, goat, goat. Wow. All right, do we understand the rules?
0: So I go, like, goat sound, and then I tell you if there's a goat in the game or no goat in the game.
1: I'll name the game, and then yes, that's exactly the process. Great. All right, okay, here we go. All right, great. Okay, all right, let's get into it. First up, we were just talking about this game, Stardew Valley. (laughs) But. <laughs> Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess
2: that there is a goat in that game.
1: There are goats in Stardew Valley. Yes. Okay. One right. point for Matt. Wow. Well, All right. right. <laughs> Moving on to a big franchise and a big game within that franchise: The Legend of Zelda: The Ocarina of Time. <laughs> raj with a slurp no
3: there's there's no goat in that game
1: (laughs) you are correct no goats in in uh the legend of zelda the ocarina of time there are goats in other zelda games but not that one all right raj has one matt has one heather's yet to get on the board next question or next game animal crossing bet matt i yeah there
2: are there absolutely there are goats in that game
1: there Uh, are goats in the first animal crossing yeah Uh, they are goat villagers Next up, Animal Crossing Wild World. Oh.
0: Wait, is this like a trick? I think it's Animal Crossing
1: Wild World. Heather. Heather.
0: Um, I'm going to say no goats in Animal Crossing Wild World.
1: There are still goats in Wild World, but they removed all but two of the goat villagers. They made a huge number of cuts to the goat roster for some unexplained reason. Wow. Maybe it's cuz of the satanic imagery.
0: <laughs>
1: if you read the Animal Crossing wiki, uh their their tone about this decision is like apoplectic. <laughs> They're like there's no defense for this.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> All right. Um
1: uh Matt has 2, Raj has 1, Heather has 0. Uh question uh game 5. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Huh bah <laughs> Heather
0: um I'm gonna say yes goat
1: no goat in oh, tropical freeze there was a goat enemy in concept art but did not appear in the final game it's Wow! too much
0: research for this segment <laughs> yeah, Nick <hey>. <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: so that, deep look. for some reason <laughs> <laughs> this was a full day <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, uh, next, next game. Number six, Spyro, Year of the Dragon. Bat. Matt. You know, I think there's a goat in that game. There are multiple goats wow. in that game. Wow. Uh, introduced in Spyro 2 and Spyro 3, uh, Year of the Dragon, there are a bunch of friendly mountain goats.
0: This is horse shit. <laughs> this, <is, laughs> this is bullshit that this is happening to me. It's my podcast.
1: <laughs> i'm gonna get uh, you. you still got you, you still got a chance to get on the board and in fact take the lead if you get the if you sweep the remaining questions all right next up bible adventures
0: oh. Oh, bear. Bear. heather yes
1: there is no goat in bible what? adventures <laughs> despite there being a noah's ark section of this game where you collect about three dozen animals none of them is a goat no goat Wow. Uh, Alright, three que- three uh, three games left. I'm gonna uh, stop
0: recording. I'm gonna stop recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> number eight, Daisy. Daisy. Bah.
2: Matt. I I'm guessing there is because of the tie-in with Goat Simulator.
1: So yes. You are correct. I probably tipped that earlier. Matt, you have four points now. Huh. Uh all right, two left. Staying in the, the survival horror world. Resident Evil 4.
3: <laughs> Raj with a slurp. Um, I'm going to say yes. Yes, there is. Yeah, right? There
1: is a goat ornament that is a key item within this game. So, yes, technically a goat has a presence. All right, last one. Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. Eh. Heather. yes i am going to give you a point for this one it does not feature a goat the animal but does feature the nba goat michael jordan himself <laughs> oh, you, come on <laughs> that was good, yeah, I, it give it, good. I give I, it I,
0: back i give that point back
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh matt apodaca congrats you are today's goat goat so wow. how about that hey you know, you know your what? video game goats feels good to be the king <laughs> Miserable. Uh hey, it's time for the question block.
2: Alright, this one's from at Anchovy Pissa on Twitter and they write
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Username.
2: <laughs> I thought I could say it and then just kind of say it fast <laughs> and move on. <laughs> But it does it does pack a certain like punch that yes. it, it kind of it took us all Visceral. out. Yeah. Um so they write, do you think this speaks to human's desire to become other animals if even for a few hours in a video game? And if so, what animal would you want to play a simulation as? For me, bug, so I can sting stuff and lay fat eggs.
0: Good. Wow. This person is a nightmare. Yeah. His name is Anchovy Pisser, (laughs) and they're like, I want to be a bug, so I can lay eggs. Fat eggs.
2: (laughs) Each each detail more disgusting than the last. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Anchovy Pisser, but come on. (laughs) Um... I, I guess the the, the the first part of the question, like, do people want to be animals? I feel like everyone kind of sometimes is like, yeah, hey, I wonder what, that, what it would be like to be a lizard or something. I don't know. I feel like that's natural. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Okay. So what um, is the, what is your animal that you'd want to be in a game? What would I want to be?
1: I mean, I uh, the gift of flight is such a miracle. <laughs> to be a, a bird of prey... <laughs> and soar above uh you know the, the forest <sighs> have little uh, rodents down there you can swoop in and kill I, I don't know i feel like being a being a like a a a hawk would be amazing i would love to be a hawk in a game okay or an eagle <clears throat> I, I'll, I'll go with hawk cuz that sounds less jingoistic
0: <laughs> okay okay um you know what i haven't seen is a snake simulator. Mm. Not snake mm. the game, but snake simulator. Where you're like yes. wiggling around and you gotta like bite people's ankles and stuff. Like, how cool would it be to make like a game where you had to sneak not a solid snake, but as a regular snake into somebody's house and without disturbing them and then bite their ankles in their sleep? That's that's what I want. Snake simulator. What's fun about
1: that is that you got room for different types of snakes. You could be a venomous snake, you know, mm-hmm. and you could be killing people. You could uh, like a cobra or a rattler or something. You could also be a, a, you know, a harmless snake and you're just scaring people. That's one yeah. way to go. And, and also you could be a big old anaconda or something. And be constricting people. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to be had with a snake simulator. I love that answer. Um, Raj, have have you ever uh, thought about being a particular animal? And if so, uh, what would you like to see reflected in a video game of
3: that sort? Mm, I don't know about what animal I'd want to be, but is there such thing as a lice simulator out there? <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> it, would te- it would teach kids how to not get lice, right? Mm. You know, so. it could useful. be ed- Educational. It could be educational. Wow. <laughs> uh,
1: there, there are the, I remember there was a, there was a toothbrushing game. I, I can't remember what the hell it was. So I remember messing around with that on like a computer at school back in the day. Yeah. It was like trying to teach some de- teach dental hygiene. It was a similar sort of thing. Yeah, some sort of lice edutainment feels like a thing. I like. I'm surprised I didn't I didn't experience that as a kid. There was a lice scare at my preschool. I remember uh, that. You started it, right? You called it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get out of nap time? Um, uh, Matt, you got an animal you'd like to be in a game? I keep thinking about
2: like because we've played a couple. Like, we played like, we played man eater. We played. Yes. Um, we uh, played a couple, Eater, yeah. a couple other games. where I think where you get to be an animal, and the only thing that this is—it's a bad answer—but I want to be like a Planet of the Apes monkey, like in the newer movies. I want to be like That's a, a smart answer. monkey who can, who has the mobility and skills of a monkey, but the thoughts of a man. And I think that would be that'd be great. That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. They they didn't they didn't make a Planet of the Apes video game they i did, guess they did but it. it was sort of
2: like uh like i didn't play it i rewatched the newer ones recently and they're they're great but um i looked up that there is a game for it but it wasn't like a like a tri- i want a triple a like shadows of mordor planet of the Age right style game that'd be so fun
1: what an amazing franchise that that Modern Apes franchise is so, like, all those movies are good. Mm-hmm. It, it, they, it doesn't seem like they should be. It doesn't seem like the Planet of the Apes prequel should be good. And yeah. the whole trilogy is, like, really compelling and, like... One of the best uh, trilogies
2: of our time, I, I I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, oh, on record. They're incredible. Not the, what the podcast
1: is about, but, boy, do I love those movies. <laughs> 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 Uh, Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram with your uh, weird questions from your insane username at (laughs) GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 6162-PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering is by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. Our guest has been the great Raj Ramaya. Raj, an absolute treat and honor to talk with you. Thank you so much for giving us some of your valuable time. Um, Anything you would like to plug or let people know about uh, uh, at this point?
3: Uh, it's, uh, the album, my album came out in December, uh, called Spicy Beats, uh, hit number two on iTunes and number 15 on Billboard, uh, and for just a week, (laughs) but it was good enough. (laughs) And, uh, so anyway, the record label in Montreal, Hopeful Tragedy Records, uh, has been great. They've been helping me out with a lot of great things and, um, you can get the album, just go to my website or Hopeful Tragedy Records or go to iTunes and it's just called Roger Maya Spicy Beats.
1: Hell yeah. Check that out. Yeah.
2: Matt? What's next week's game? Next week's game? TBD. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge.